0: Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. Well, my name is Blaine, and I certainly do count it a privilege and an honor to be here with you on this, the 39th episode of our podcast. BCU family, we are continuing our study of Nehemiah, and we are still in chapter three, You might be wondering, what on earth else can we talk about in chapter three? Well, listen, go ahead and get your notebooks, your Bibles, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Courage is You is coming to you with Gates. Yes, Gates in Nehemiah chapter three. You don't want to miss this. That's what's coming up next. BCU family. So listen, we've gotten a lot of mileage out of a chapter um, with this podcast, Nehemiah chapter three, that I had originally intended to kind of skip or skim over. (laughs) And just when you thought that there was nothing else that we could chat about in Nehemiah chapter three, um, we do have some very interesting information about the gates. Yeah. So not only the assignments were important, the gates were important as well. So you'll really need your Bible with you as we're going to skip through the chapter and talk through the importance of the gates that were rebuilt. Recall that the gates were burned by fire and that the wall needed to be replaced. Also remember that we talked about in a previous episode that the walls are for safety and protection around the city and the gates help keep the good things in and the bad things out. Let's explore what these gates mean, and how they actually apply to us. So our first gate is actually in Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1. So this is where the high priest and his brethren, they all rose up and they helped to build our first gate called the Sheep Gate. So the Sheep Gate was where the shepherds brought in sheep and lambs that were to be brought in to be sacrificed. Ah, so when you think about this, who is our lamb? Jesus. Are we his people and the sheep of his pasture? Well, Psalms 103 says that. Absolutely. Is Jesus the good shepherd? Doesn't he tell us that he is the door and if we enter it, we are saved and find pasture? Did he not lay down his life for the sheep? And that is all in the book of John, chapter 10. So we can see how that sheep gate directly points to Jesus. So our next gate is in verse number three of, again, Nehemiah chapter three. And the next one is the fish gate. So this is where the sons of Hassaniah helped to build this one up. So listen to this. This gate is where the fishermen brought their catches in to be sold. After we have been saved, we are to be fishers of men. And that's found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. So something to think about here as we apply this to ourselves. When someone goes fishing, you've got to use bait. And you've got to use the right type of bait. A question to ask ourselves is, What bait are we using? Are we using the word of God or our words in the carnal sense? Are we using any words at all? Do we witness at all? More importantly, do our lifestyles line up with the word of God? Yeah, because Titus chapter 2 verse 12 says we should deny ungodliness worldly lusts, and live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Our consistent Christ-like lifestyle is the bait that will draw people to Christ. All right, that brings us to our third gate. Are you all ready for the third gate? that brings us down to verse 6 in Nehemiah chapter 3 and that is called the old gate yes the old gate and what this gate represents to us is the old quote unquote or established way of salvation Jesus made salvation very plain very plain and you all know where I'm going acts 238 so that says to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So that's our foundation for salvation. What we have to do on top of that, once we are saved and we have Jesus living down on the inside, we should live the way that Jesus commands us to. Where do you start? Well, Luke chapter 10, verse 27 says, To love God with all of your heart, soul, Strength and your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So, so listen, BCU family, that's the law in two commandments. All right, that takes care takes care of everything. Because if you love the Lord, as you seek to please Him, you will not intentionally, willfully, and consistently practice sinning. Right. And on top of that, if you love your neighbor as you love yourself, and yes, let me just stop there for a moment, you do love yourself, all right? You take the time to bathe, to eat, to get dressed, and all of those sorts of things, that's love, all right? That is love. So if you love your neighbor as yourself and your neighbor is anyone around you, again, you won't practice doing anything wrong. To your neighbor. You're not going to do that on a consistent basis. Doesn't say we don't slip up. We don't continue practicing that. The word of God makes it plain. That's what we're to do. There are no loopholes or new alternatives for living God's way. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's in Hebrews chapter 13 verse Eight. So now, everybody, this brings us down to our next gate, the Valley Gate, gate number four. And this is where Hanan and the inhabitants of Zenoa, they built this and the doors and the locks and everything. So let's talk about the Valley Gate. So this is significant because there were several valleys surrounding Jerusalem. And that reminds us that... We're going to have lots of valleys, a.k.a. tests, trials, and tribulations in this life. The thing is, how do we conduct ourselves through the valley? Listen, some of these valley experiences that the Lord takes us through, they can last for days, weeks, months, even years. Yes, years. Ask me how I know. (laughs) The thing is, though, BCU family, is what are we doing when we're in the valley? Who are we reaching? Who are we ministering to? How much prayer and praise versus complaining or murmuring are we doing? In fact, if you think about it, you know, God wants us to live... In the valley and conduct ourselves in the valley the same way we would do on the mountaintop you know when things are going well we're praising God and you know we're smiling and we're happy and we're joyful and when we're having our valley experiences although it's tough and we'll have our days we should behave the same way the same way with the help of the Lord while valley experiences they press you they do have a lesson We certainly need to ask God to show us what that lesson is and how to apply it to our lives. Valley experiences also have a purpose. But the God of all grace who has called you into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus listen to this part. After you have suffered a while makes you perfect, establishes strengthens and settles you. I want to read that one more time. That's first Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 10. But the God of all grace, who has called us into His into His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So that's what our trials are intending to do. Is to make us perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle us. In other words, make us more like Christ. Alright, so let's take a look at another gate, our fifth gate, and that is the Dung Gate. Yeah, the rulers got in on making sure that this one was taken care of as well as some of the townspeople. So, this was the gate where the trash was dumped And burned. So you're thinking, okay, dungate, you know, how does this apply to us? And notice that the dungate came right after the valley. All right, so listen, you know what? As we come out of the valley, you know, we're loaded up on the word and we're learning and we're applying our lesson that we just talked about from the valley gate. So with that, the old, tired, non-Christian habits, attitudes, Actions and thoughts, as we emerge from the valley, they are dumped or purged. Understand what I mean? So once we come out of the valley, you know all of that old stuff. It's dumped. It's purged. It's done. It's done. So it, it's it's permanently gone. And again, we're becoming more Christ-like. And there's a scripture that I love that encapsulate this, encapsulates this thought, and says, "Take away." the dross from the silver, and there shall shall come forth a vessel for the finer. And that's Proverbs chapter 25, verse 4. So the valley experiences that we go through, my God, they are here to help to take the dross away from us, the things of this world that can keep us and will keep us out of the kingdom of God. That's what the valley is designed to do. And then that dung gate is where we drop it all off and we don't pick it back up again, everybody. We're done with it. Amen? Amen. Ooh, wait. God is amazing, isn't he? As we get ready to wrap up this podcast episode, we are reminded that God is awesome enough to speak to us in something as basic as a gate Yet leave us a powerful message, lesson, and call to action. So as we meditate on this word, with God's grace, let's uh, work on applying what God says, so we can become more like him. So Lord will, the next time that we're together, we'll plan to go through the remainder of the gates. And trust me, you do not want to miss this. This is Blend from BlenCouragesYou.com and I just want to take a few moments to thank you so much for tuning in and stopping by. If this podcast was a blessing to you, please comment. You know, go ahead to BlenCouragesYou.com and comment and share this with someone. You never know how the Lord may use you to encourage someone else and that's what it's all about. And listen, if you haven't already done so, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. We're under the handle Blaine Courages You. And please subscribe to the podcast either on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes. You've already done that, you say? All right. Great. We thank God for that. If you've already done it, please go ahead and tell somebody that you love. And you know what? Tell an enemy too. By the time they finish up with the podcast, with the grace of God, they're going to be your friends. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so until the next time we're together, may God bless, keep and make his face to shine upon you. And don't forget, together with God's help, we're going to stay on the wall. We'll see you next time.